the voices in my head have finally quieted. <laughs> That's on record now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Four Comic Junkies podcast. We're doing another edition of Comics and Villainy. Because when the heroes aren't exciting and you need someone just to get the job done. I'm your host, JJ Hodges, and with me today is my good friend, Andrew Roseman. What up, what up? Glad to be back. Yeah, I had to write all that down so I wouldn't... Because <laughs> <laughs> you forgot you. my name, yeah. I would like, in- introduce you quickly. <laughs> Andrew that, Rosenbaum. Is that Channing Tatum over there? <laughs> I don't know. I think so, I think so. <laughs> uh, so, today we are discussing everyone's favorite luchador, Bane. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Now... The funny thing about Bane is that he made his first, his made his debut in Batman: Vengeance of Bane, number one, in 1993. Yeah. So he's relatively young in terms of the Bat mythos. He's a little baby. So you know he's not even 30 yet, uh, which is kind of, <laughs> which is kind of crazy because uh, I, I said this, you know, when I was talking about Harley Quinn with a friend of mine uh, on another episode that they sort of, you know, like Harley Quinn and Bane, they sort of feel like they've been there the whole time, in a weird way. Now, Harley Quinn, I don't know why I'm thinking this, Harley Quinn came in from the animated series, yes. and then they introduced her into the comics, correct? Right, yes. Which is, what a cool way, I mean, that's just a testament to the animated series. Like Absolutely. Else. Yes. Um, and I think it kind of harkens back to, like, a lot what we were talking about in, um, when we did the Hush episode, mm-hmm. said these characters are so momentous yeah. that they create their legacy, like, instantly on first print. Um, you know, I, I read that comic that Bane was in. You know, you know, I've read the Nightfall comic. Mm. You know, and he has such a rich backstory, mm. and it's, it's 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 a little funny because his motivation's very simple. It's just like, you know, Batman thinks he's tough. Well, I'm tougher, and I'm going to beat him. Yes, and that's that's kind of that's his motivation. Um, I mean, it changes over time, of course, but that was sort of the the go to in the beginning. He was a little bit like, uh, I guess the in the same way that like Doomsday was there for Superman to kind of shake up that world, mm. then you had Bane to shake up kind of the Batman world, right? Um, so they were both like similar situations, um, but you know obviously separated by a few years. I think Bane was a few, or I'm sorry, uh, Doomsday was a few years before Bane, but uh, you know it's, but it's a what an interesting way to shake up the world, you know, to introduce a new character that's just. Like literally gonna just tear things apart. The first time, yeah, yeah, the first time you're introduced into a comic series and you immediately beat the comic's namesake and like mm-hmm. absolutely destroy them. Like, I mean, you're right. That's like incredible. Not yeah. to mention, like, I mean, the whole Nightfall trilogy is like packed with story arc after story arc. Yeah. I mean, you have Robin's arc. You have mm-hmm. uh, Zerathel. The assassin boy. Uh, I always forget his name. It starts with an A. Azrael. Azrael. You also have Anarchy. Yeah. You also have Bane, of course. Sure. You have yeah. Batman. And then, like, the first... What I love... I think what... <clears throat> I don't know if this is where we're at. What, <laughs> what I what I loved, I think, what grabbed me in the beginning is that you have this gauntlet mm-hmm. that Bane sort of sets up and that you get to see all of these other villains real quick. Yeah. And then... Boom, you know. It's uh, it's interesting because Bane's whole plan is just to, is to destroy Batman, but mm. just in like every way possible. 
that's I think I think what's so incredibly special about Bane is that his goal was not necessarily to beat Batman. Mm-hmm. It was not to kill Batman, although right. I'm sure if that had happened it would have been a happy circumstance. It was like to completely like annihilate his legacy in yeah. addition to the man itself, right? Yeah. Um which I think is so incredible. Mm-hmm. Like it's such a bold way because the Joker isn't necessarily, I guess the Joker is a similar counterpart in that he isn't necessarily interested in killing Batman. He's right. interested in killing what he stands for. Right. Yes. Bane is similar in that he's trying to kill any, not only the Batman, but anyone else who would attempt to be like the Batman. Right. Yeah. His, his goal is just, you know, I'm, you know, I'm taking over now and I'm going to do it better than you could just because I can. Yes. You know? And, like, I think there's part of that motivation. I'm, this is interesting is that there's no no guidance right now. It's just, it's, I love, I don't know, I have this chaotic energy about Bane because <laughs> he is, he's, like, I mean, obviously the Joker is, like, anytime you ask anyone, the Joker is, like, the number one. Oh, yeah. But, like, for me, like, top three, is it's, like, Joker, Bane, Scarecrow. And, like, okay. they're all kind of fluid depending on which level of excitement I'm at for wh- which character. Yeah, yeah. So if I just read something about Bane, I'm super excited about Bane. He's mm-hmm. number one. Um, Bane, uh, Bane, to me, is, like, the perfect threat. Yeah. Because he's strong. Mm-hmm. He's incredibly intelligent, which I think a lot of... It upsets me the most when... Like, a comic will introduce Bane at first, and he's instantly dumb. Yeah. Like, there's no backstory. Like, that's not, I think, the Batman and Robin movie, really. That, yeah. He was just the muscle in that one. Which is, is is I think, wrong. But that was also my, funny, funnily enough, that was my first exposure to Bane. I think uh, I think my first exposure to Bane was the animated series. Because um, he debuted, you know, obviously in the comics, and then they brought him into the show like you know it was like a year or two later and i was just like oh this character's kind of cool mm-hmm. um and then you know seeing like the batman and robin movie and not really having too much context but i did know like that they didn't do him right in the movie yeah <laughs> i was just all i knew was like well in the comics he, he breaks batman is a really cool story and they didn't do that in the movie in the movie he's just burn you know <laughs> but his costume is probably the most well done yeah. costume of bane that we've seen it it was you know strangely you know like the mask did look like it probably would in, in real venom, life and the and venom the, tubes were good yeah, and yeah. that guy was jacked yeah i think you know unfortunately i think he died a couple years later uh, which is sad but uh you know i mean he got he had to have his legacy as the first live action bane <laughs> <laughs> he he looked good doing it yeah what is what is your favorite incarnation of bane um i a good question i'll probably give it to the, the animated series uh you because know, he was only in one episode of the original animated series mm-hmm. but then they brought him back in in when they revamped and did like the new batman avengers because there was so many cool like like there's an episode where like bruce wayne goes missing so crime goes up in gotham because batman is also missing mm-hmm. uh so superman comes in and he's like well you know i want to help robin figure this out so he dresses up as batman and he has to fight Bane, which harkens back to the Nightfall. Yeah, yeah. And it was and it was interesting, like watching that episode, and all the villains are like, you know, you know Superman's throwing stuff, <laughs> just as Batman throwing stuff across the room, and they're like, they're like, what's going on here? And it's just such a, a cool thing. Um, but knowing that that Bane was tough enough, he could actually take on Superman if he wanted mm. to. Um, but he's just obsessed with Batman as 
as they all are in some way, shape, or form. I mean, Batman's hot. Yeah, Who true. wouldn't be oh, obsessed? I'm very obsessed with Batman. So, <laughs> um, what, are, what about you? What's your favorite incarnation? Um, I think this is a, kind of an interesting one. Um, I think everything I do is kind of interesting. So Sure. Um, <laughs> I really like his portrayal in the Arkham games mm-hmm. um, because it's so far into his legacy yeah. uh, as a villain. And he's almost sort of pitiable in that because of how far he's fallen yeah because of his addiction to venom and just like it's fun to see the effect that that's had on him and then in some way i think it's it's kind of cool how like uh what in the first one like they're running i mean in everyone they're just running experiment after experiment on bane and that's like his origin too when he's in that prison and they were first experimenting on him with venom Mm -hmm. it's like he never you know he like touched the sky for a moment when he broke bats back but then yeah like immediately fell so far yeah um i love the imagery with bane because like that's, that's like one of the main things with comic books is that you obviously have to have a good look right um and i loved uh like in the original like when they printed nightfall as as a series it was the image of Bane leaping out of the shadows at Batman, mm. which is such a role reversal. Yeah. You know, because usually it's Batman leaping out of the shadows at the villain. Um, so it's cool to see that. And it's, it's kind of scary, too. It's yeah. like, who's this guy that has Batman on edge? And then the second part was Azrael jumping at Bane. And then the last one was Batman jumping at Azrael because it all went full circle. Yeah. <laughs> which, I mean, it's a crazy story. <laughs> Because you think it's about one thing and it's mm-hmm. not. It's not right. I mean, it, it's it's really about Batman, yeah, becoming so exhausted that he's unable to do his job. I guess you would say is the true thing. But like, right. I mean, there's just a lot of powerful, iconic moments. Yeah, and of course, the Bane versus Superman fight at the end, mm-hmm. which I loved. I don't know why I like giggled with glee the first time I read it because to me yeah. it was so funny because <laughs> you had right like Bane got the drop on bats and then. Things got crazy. I, uh, but then like, you know, Bats got the drop on Bane when his whole plan was like, okay, if I can't beat Bane, I know who can. Yeah, it's Superman. Right. No way Bane's gonna be able to beat Superman, mm-hmm. especially if he doesn't know Superman. Right. And I love that. To me, that was like that was <laughs> such a Batman moment to be like, yeah, I can't win this fight. Someone else can, so I'm gonna get him to do it. Yeah. Uh, I I I kind of love stories like that where it's 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 Batman sort of winning by cheating almost a little bit, you know? It's like, it's like he's, he's smart enough to know his limitations, but he's not going to let you know he, know, he knows yeah. his limitations. Um, but being, being, you know, like we were talking about before, he does have a very fascinating origin. What's your origin with the character? Where did you, uh, was it just, I mean, other than Batman and Robin, um, you know, was it just like reading Nightfall and going, oh, this is now one of my favorite characters? Or Sure. Um, I think so... Obviously, the first time that I saw it was, or saw Bane, was the Batman and Robin movie, mm-hmm. which at the time I loved because I was a child. Yeah. Um, and then you grew up and got smart. And, and, and then like, I grew oh, up yeah. and got smart. And I was like, mm. <laughs> turns out. <laughs> I haven't watched it recently, so I might go back and watch that. So that was my first introduction. And he wasn't necessarily a fan favorite to me in the sense of like nothing really stood out. Like I liked his costume and like from an action figure standpoint, I probably liked him. Yeah, yeah. But he wasn't anything special. Um, and then as a kid before binge watching, uh, you know, I'd catch episodes here and there of, uh, Batman, the animated series, but it wasn't mm-hmm. necessarily something that I watched 
episode after episode. You know, I didn't stay with the series. I I tune in. Right, right. Um, fast forward. Uh, loving Christopher Nolan's take on the Batman. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I watched the first one. I watched the second one, and I get the third one. I'm like, ooh, Bane. This is interesting, and I see Tom Hardy as Bane, and mm-hmm. and at that point, the only other Bane that I had really seen was Batman, Batman and Robin. Yeah, like, Ooh, this is this is interesting. Mm-hmm. And then um, at that time, I had sort of gotten into comics by now, mm-hmm. um, at an age where I could really appreciate the story that and the art together. Yeah. Uh, so I had read Watchmen or whatever that got me in, and then. You know, I'm scouring the internet and people are talking, obviously, about Bane. And they're like, oh, it's going to follow the Nightfall sort of situation. Mm-hmm. This is before the movie had come out. I was like, oh, my God, what's Nightfall? Yeah, yeah. And I, I kind of wanted, I was interested. I was like, okay. So I start Googling Nightfall and everyone's like, oh, my God, this is one of the best Batman stories ever told. And yeah. I was like, yeah, 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 I'm down for that. <laughs> so I rush out and I buy all three copies yep. immediately, right? Uh, without even having read a single one, I was like, I'm going to like it, so I'm going to get them all now. Yeah, yeah. And so I read it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God. This is incredible. Mm-hmm. Like, him breaking Batman in the comics was such a powerful moment. The movie, too. But, I mean, the comic, like, it's just because of how worn down. And I, th- I think you get to see that process of him wearing down, whereas in the movie he's kind of already worn down a little bit. Right, yeah. And, like, you're just spending so much time. I got to meet a bunch of other um, Batman characters that I wasn't familiar with, like mm-hmm. uh, Zaz. Yeah. Who I was like, whoa, that guy's creepy. Man. He's going to be in the Birds of Prey movie. Ooh. Yeah, it's Chris Messina, if you know him at all. Uh, Is that the bald guy with no eyebrows? The same guy that played him in Gotham? Uh, no, it's, it's a different oh, actor. Okay. Uh, if, I don't know, if you watch like literally any movie, Christmas Eve is probably in it. Interesting. There's I'm a gonna, joke about that. <laughs> I'm going to have to Google search who that is. Uh, um, I like him a lot. I think he's a good actor, so I think he'll do a good job. And, but anyway, but continue, yeah. Um, like you introduced to characters like Zaz. Yes, and so like going through that gauntlet, I mean, two faces in there. Like it's like it's a great way to like I just think the setup was great because mm-hmm. um, I got to spend time with characters that I liked, learn new characters, and at the same time I'm watching Batman barely win right that margin of him winning is getting thinner and thinner and thinner and it's all because of this genius Mm -hmm. um this brilliant tactician yeah who is also jacked yeah who is could like rip you in half right in five seconds he doesn't need to do this Mm -hmm. but he knows that this is his right and and to me this is sort of the first time that we've seen of uh, to me right um it's the first time that I guess I saw a villain really plan out how he's going to beat Batman. Yeah. Sort of out plan him. Right. Batman didn't know anything that was happening at that time. And mm-hmm. the second time that we sort of saw that was Hush. Yeah. Who sort of copied Bane's plan a little bit, but little in a different bit. way. Yeah. Um, Bane's was much more, I think, extreme because it included so many characters, whereas like Hush was a little bit more finite. Yes. Um, he, but, yeah. I think Hush focused a little bit more on Batman's emotions. Yeah. Um, where Bane did like a solid mix of both. Like he was just, Batman's going to get the crap kicked out of him. Yeah. He's also going to be mentally exhausted. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to go in there and I'm going to do what I do best. Yeah. Punch him with some fists and break <laughs> his back over my knee. And that, that image of him breaking Batman in the comic is, is iconic. Now. Absolutely. And it's, it's such like, I remember seeing that even just like 
like in magazines when I was a kid, like reading up on like, you know, when Batman, before Batman Robin came out, this is before like the internet, you know? So it's yeah. like, you, you could just, you'd read magazines to like read interviews with the actors, how excited they are for the movie, which you find out later is just PR stuff. Because <laughs> if, because I think at a certain point during the movie, they were like, this isn't very good. <laughs> but you know, they all, they all, you know, were very, <laughs> they were not, they did the PR thing. Oh, this movie's going to be great and people are going to love it. But anyway, but I remember seeing that image of like being like kind of just, you know, snapping yeah. Batman over his knee and just going, "Oh my God! Like that's insane!" Like, yeah, you know, like you don't you don't do that to Batman. You know, <laughs> Bane does. Yeah, <laughs> Bane does. Yeah, um, and I think that's one of the reasons. Uh, you know, we we talked last time about the Hush animated movie. Mm. Another reason I was so upset with that movie is you know, they, so they changed Killer Croc to Bane in that, and it's like. It, you know, and it felt like they were just using him because it, it was just another big guy right. that they could throw at Batman. It's like it made sense when it was Killer Croc because it was this monster, and he was def- he was getting more and more deformed. Mm. Um, whereas when it's Bane, it's like yeah, there's experiments and stuff on him, but for the most part, like Bane's still mentally competent, right? So I, I don't think that he would fall into that trap of you know being persuaded by Hush as easily. So that 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 didn't sit right with me in that film. He, he- yeah, I hate. I yeah, I don't know because it but it minimizes both Bane and Killer Croc. Yeah, right. Like for oh, I guess talking about Killer Croc, we should revisit that Killer Croc Bane fight. Yes, because yeah. also awesome. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but you're right. I mean, it, it completely because both of them have interesting, more interesting facets about them than their size. Yeah. Um. And I agree with you. I think Killer Croc is much easier to manipulate mm-hmm. due to his animosity, but also like he's emotionally vulnerable because I don't think Killer Croc likes what Killer Croc is. You know, he talks yeah. about that all the time. So yeah, and I, 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 what I like about Bane is is he's not he's very much like he fits into the rogues gallery of Batman in, in the sense that he's got like he's got the costume, he's got a gimmick mm-hmm. of some sort, but he's also apart from them similar to how like Rachel Ghoul was apart you know where he's just like you know he comes from the outside world to Batman yeah and he's drawn to Batman we're drawn mm-hmm. to Gotham City because of Batman I should say yeah um, which is really interesting and it's like you know and that's another reason that makes these characters last is because they they come from this other place we get to learn about this other place in the DC world and they get to you know, interact with these characters and it changes up how everything works. I had never thought about that. Yeah. I think you're absolutely right because it, it expands the world. These aren't characters that are born in Gotham that, mm-hmm. right. I like that. No, I think that's smart. And, and, and the, and he has a very, he has a very sad origin, you know, where, mm. and it's very, and it's also strangely like pretty realistic origin, which is like kind of scary to think of, you know, it's like right. he was, he had to, serve out his father's life sentence because his father had died or uh, when or you know escaped his sentence or something like that i think he uh, traded so his father traded his time in jail for his son's oh life so he's worse. like yeah his father's <laughs> father sold his son uh basically to the prison system to serve his time for him i mean i've heard of not paying a child support <laughs> but this is ridiculous <laughs> uh but but seriously it's uh but that, that that's even worse. But yeah. it's also, there's a believability to it. Like, you could believe that that would happen in a third world country. Sure. Where they'd just be like, sure, yeah, fine. Um, and and then, like, you know, the mother dies in prison. And um, and he just kind of grows up. And just as the years goes on, he just gets, he just builds himself up to be this awesome 
you know, like, I'm smarter than you, I'm stronger than you. And he can say that because it's true. Yes. You know, because he's yeah. built himself up that yeah. way. Um, similar to to Bruce in a lot of ways, where Bruce, you know, had to build himself up from nothing. Um, but his was more of an emotional nothing. Right. Whereas, like, a literally everything nothing. <laughs> yeah, but Bane, Bane works a little bit harder than Bruce Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, and, and, I, and I like that they kept aspects of that when they did the dark knight rises i remember being genuinely surprised at that story you know when they were like oh the child that was born in the prison i'm like oh cool they're keeping the origin from the comic and then you know they was like oh it's actually Bruce ghoul's child and you know well spoilers for dark knight rises but you should all have seen, seen it, it by now it's your fault <laughs> it's been out for seven and a half years i actually i actually think um dark knight rises kind of avoided the hush animated film problem mm-hmm. in which like obviously it's the nightfall yeah, saga yeah. you can see that influence there's i mean that's basically the story right yeah. but there are differences done in such a way that not only pay homage to but invent right add on to at least mm-hmm. in some sort of way um which i loved the only thing that i didn't like i don't know why i just didn't like the actress that played talia Agul, mm-hmm. and i thought she was kind of boring at the end. Like, I get it. Like, the reveal, I was like, oh, my God, at the time. And then you watch it a second time, and you're like, oh. Well, you know, it's like, I felt that Anne Hathaway is a strong enough actor where she makes makes the kind of change from, like, good guy to villain throughout it. You know, Mm -hmm. you're not quite sure what side she's on, and she does a great job of that. But then, like, with this, with uh, Natalia, it's like she has to, she has to flip at the end. You have to believe that, okay, now she's the villain. Yeah. But... I don't think she sells it as well as, you know, I, I guess that we were I, all hoping for. <laughs> I agree. And, like, maybe to me it's because she came at such, like, a flat presence to begin with. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's not that the flip isn't there. Like, you obviously she stabs him. Yeah. You're like, oh. But, like, that's it. Yeah. You know, she stabs him. Right. She's still flat. And if she moved, it was only because she stabbed him. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's 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 hard to do for, for an actor – Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I would agree with you that it's like, it's a good twist because it's like, oh, okay. So you expected the whole time it was, that it was Bane's story. Yeah. But it was actually her story. So that was, you know, I, I, you know, I think you're right that, that, that movie did a little bit better. Uh, but also what, what helped that they doing it right was Bane was consistent pretty much throughout the whole thing, mm. you know, and um i did like that they had him he was originally part of the league of league of shadows and you know and i was like well that, i think that makes perfect sense you know i think that that's something that I, I don't think has really been explored too much in the comics but but i i bought in their universe that sure those worlds would have collided at some point i mean i think bane with league of shadows training would be incredibly scary although yeah. how you're gonna hide a giant hulking behemoth in the comics <laughs> in the shadows uh is a little bit different but like you know maybe you fly him in on a helicopter to clean up a fight or something but you're yeah. right I, I christopher nolan did an incredible job yeah. creating his world of batman that's not that is sort of tangential i guess to the comics in the sense that it's a little bit more realistic yeah um but still very much pays homage and like it's not just a cash grab which i feel good about i did like that uh and a lot of recent comics have done this too where bane is um 
Bane's more he, he relies less on the venom, mm. and the movie did that too, which I thought was cool. Yes, yeah, um, so it was just like pain blockers, right? Right. Yeah, it was like whatever anesthesia he has in his mask. No. Um, but uh, I, I like that in the comics that they took that away, taking that away from him, and he's still this dude that can, if he wanted to, could rip Batman in half. <laughs> right. <laughs> and and you, you totally buy it. Um, I think that, and that's one of the interesting things about his arc is, uh, is doing some reading and like some skimming through some other works, um, that included Bane and like, you could see at some point, like he started recognizing that the venom was in a way an addiction and that it was actually kind of responsible for him losing to Batman a lot because it's, that's it. He's venom at that point. He's not relying on his skill anymore. Right. Um, so, and, and that. It's weird to show growth as a villain, you yeah. know, that kind of self. You don't get a whole lot of self-reflection like Joker's like, I'm crazy. That's it, man. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, that's a blanket statement, but <laughs> there's there's some intricacies there. But a yeah. lot of villains, you don't get to see kind of that weirdly enough personal growth. Um, yeah, and I think that that's what makes a lot of these villains, you know, especially a lot of the Batman villains that deal with like mental health issues mm. anyway, you know, they're all some sort of reflection of Batman. That's what makes all of them great and what makes them stick around. Um, and there's always some sort of weird, some of them go through redemption arcs, you know, there was a time when it wasn't the, it wasn't um, the Suicide Squad necessarily, it was something like it called Secret Six that Bane was on. Ooh. So it's like, um, so I've, I've read a li- little bits of those here and there um, where it's like, so it was like a covert, you know, team. Um, but I don't think they were going to get their heads blown up or anything. But um, but, it was, but it was good stuff. For, again, it was Bane without the Venom and just mm. having to be like, you know, uh, be kind of a, a hero in those senses. And it's, so it's interesting. I don't – that's another interesting thing about Bane is like him being a hero is not that far out of like shot for him, I don't think. Yeah. I mean – when he was sort of introduced, it almost felt like his whole purpose was sort of to be an anti-hero. Yeah. Um, because I think in a way he sort of justified um, taking out Batman as like liberating Gotham from fear. Yeah. Because yeah. so much of, right, like Batman rules with fear. That's his thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's something that in the prison system he fought against. And then he saw, right, obviously the bat symbology and like his whatever he had fever dreams that like he had to go fight a giant bat nightmares and things like that so he felt like it was his destiny to do that and at the same time he was sort of liberating gotham from fear of course that fear existed only in the criminals yeah (laughs) um so yeah no but i like i like the idea as bane is a good guy yeah it's a that's sort of the old rule with villains and and why i like doing these segments these comics and villainy segments because you know you want to talk about the the villains you know, every, uh, a lot of the great villains, they think they're the hero mm-hmm. of the story. Um, and and Bane is a little bit that way. You know, I think he kind of recognizes that there's some, there's there's much more gray with what he's doing. But he's he's comfortable with it because he knows he's going to get the job done. Right. Um, you know, versus somebody like the Joker who's just like, you know, maybe doesn't necessarily think of himself as a hero. Although I kind of I kind of like to joke that it's like, he thinks of himself in the hero just in the sense that, you know, you know, you don't need all these rules. Just yeah, do what you want. Exactly. And I'm going to free you from that once you realize that. So that's his weird thought process there. Um, but with Bane, you know, kind of just, you know, it's 
the strongest survive. Right. And that's his thought process, which isn't a bad way to think, because mm-hmm. unfortunately there is a lot of that in the world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas all the heroes think, you know, we, we should protect those who can't protect themselves. Somebody like Bane's like, leave them. They'll just, they'll just drag us behind. Right. And, you know, and it's, um, and it's something that, you know, they show a lot of in the Dark Knight Rises even, you know, it's just, they, you know, that one guy, he just, you know, those two guys show up and they bring the commissioner and he just kills the one guy like instantly. And he's like, he's like, all right, search him. Then I'll kill you. <laughs> just it's like, whoa. Search him. Uh, also that movie, a la- last big thing I want to talk about is like probably the best opening sequence mm-hmm. in a movie that I have ever seen. Like it's it a- is like top. When it's all like for me. practical effects too, you know, very little CGI in that, yes. which is uh, amazing. It's refreshing. Anytime that yeah. I see a movie that is sort of superhero-y or like goes big and chooses practical effects, I'm like, thank you. Yeah, you know, it's that's something I thought of. I, I you know, slightly off topic, I was rewatching the recent Star Trek movies that J.J. Mm-hmm. Abrams did, mm-hmm. and there is a lot of practicality in those and even in the newer star wars movies there's i mean obviously there's a ton of cgi right but you can tell that sets were built Mm -hmm. and you know and there's actually makeup on a lot of these actors Mm -hmm. and costumes and stuff whereas like in avengers as much as i love the avengers movies it's like apparently i found out that their white costumes they wore when they time traveled were cgi why did they do that? Why? You didn't need to do that. Like, you can afford to make those kinds. <laughs> it's like, you guys are making like a billion dollars per movie. Captain Marvel wasn't even that good. And it still makes God. a billion dollars. God. <laughs> and this is not a reflection on any actors or anything like that, or I'm not going political here. I just, is this from the set? No, yeah. I just didn't like that movie. <laughs> That's, it's interesting. I complete, uh, maybe this is going to spiral into a, a Captain Marvel. Um, <laughs> my thought. I liked it because it felt different than any other Marvel movie that I had seen. Yeah. At some point, they started feeling sort of like all the same, just with different characters. Mm -hmm. Um, It is not my least favorite. It's obviously not my most favorite. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I absolutely adore Brie Larson and Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. Um, My least favorite is actually Ant-Man 2. Yeah. Which was terrible, in my opinion. It it was not great. <laughs> uh, I will say that I I love the special effects. I think the shrinking stuff looks really cool. Mm. And the enlarging stuff looks really cool. Mm. And I love Paul Rudd. Yeah. But I read a review of it that I 100% agreed with after the fact, which was in the first film, you felt like Paul Rudd's character was smart. And he figured out how to do stuff and was really cool. In that one, he just he's kind of an idiot. And I didn't, and I was like, that's true, isn't it? I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. Maybe that is part of why. Because, like, I was like, Paul Rudd is not doing it for me in this movie. And then on top of that, I hated the villain. Yeah. I thought her writing was terrible. It usually is for some of I know, but this movies. is like the worst one. I, I mean, I don't think the first Ant Man movie had a particularly strong villain, but this one no. was, like, painful to watch. It, yeah, I, I haven't seen it since it was in the movie theater. And. And even then, it was just sort of like, just because, like, my friend wanted to go. Mm. And I was like, okay, well, I do like Paul Rudd. Exactly. You so. think you're going to get a Paul Rudd movie, but you're not. Yeah, not this time. At least with the first one, kind of, I yeah. think. Um, anyway, but it, going back to your real quick, to stay on this for a second, is uh, you saying that when you liked about Captain Marvel was that they were trying to do something different. Mm. I did feel that way with Black Panther, that Black Panther to me felt like 
a totally different type of Marvel movie. I agree. So I was like, okay, you know, and, and not just like the set and lo- locale, the story was The writing, yes, absolutely. And, like, it was less of an action movie and yeah. more of a story. Yeah, and and having Killmonger be such a an amazing parallel to uh, Chala, mm. uh, you know, and then mm. bringing it back to Bane. Because, you know, that's what makes Bane so great is because that rise from nothing to challenge the the one who's like, you know, and not even that Batman or Black Panther are, there's there's not necessarily an ego. It's mm-hmm. like, I'm at the top because I'm at the top. Right. It's just how it is. Yeah. Whereas, like, somebody comes to challenge that. Yeah. You know, and that's what makes it interesting. It's like, but do you deserve to be at the top? Exactly. You know, so that's interesting. Um, and Black Panther did that very, very well, I think. I agree. And, uh, and you know, of course, uh, like, Bane's story, you know, you know, like in the comics and in Dark Knight Rises, does that very, very well. Mm-hmm. Um Although I have a, there's an interesting thing about Bane that I never thought of (laughs) that was pointed out to me um, by a podcast I was listening to. It's like, we've never gotten a true Bane. And I was like, I was like, you know, what what does that mean? You know, know, Dark Knight Rises, I thought had a perfect Bane story. Um, It's like, well, Bane is technically uh, Latino. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And I was like, you know, what's funny about that is that that is very true because that's in his history. But Mm. he's also drawn like a white guy. (laughs) Yes. He's like a very pale. Well, he was in prison. Oh, okay. Didn't have a lot of time to pick up a tan. True. True. Okay. That's fair. But he and a lot of animated and a lot of the animation and like even in the in the games, he has a he has an Hispanic accent. accent. Yeah, which which I do like. and in the recent comics, they did a storyline where it was City of Bane, where Bane mm-hmm. kind of did everything all over again, where yeah. he broke Batman and he kind of exiled him. And then he took over Gotham City, basically, um, where like the villains were the police and he's kind of, quote unquote, the mayor. And then it's like... This is uh, weird. And uh, the Batman that works for him is actually the Batman from Flashpoint. So it's Thomas Wayne, Batman. What? So it's it, it got twisted. Uh, so cool. What's that arc called? It's called City of Bane. City of Bane. I'm going to check that out. Yeah, Immediately. That's awesome. I won't, I won't tell you some of the stuff that happens in it because it's pretty shocking. But, uh, I like that. But there is a good scene when they fight. And there's another thing about Bane that's great is that he knows Bruce's identity. Mm. Um, and so it's just like, you know, they just take off their masks. It's like no masks. And then Batman, you know, he takes off, the, he takes off his belt. Bane, you know, rips out the Venom thing. He's like, no help just you and me yeah you know i love that yeah i love that okay i think you're really gonna like my picks yeah i think you're gonna like my picks. oh yeah yeah so uh next order of business is that we have so i had some homework for you you did um so as of this recording you're the first person that i've asked these questions to that's going to record however because of the way that mm. i'm releasing everything you'll end up being like the third one that actually gives these answers i, I finished third quite a lot <laughs> Yeah, it's like you deserve to be first, but you're actually going to be third. <laughs> Maybe great. Maybe no, that's fine. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, but no, because I I see st- questions like these like mm. on Twitter and stuff all the time, and I always feel like I'm going to give a dumb answer, yeah. so I never answer them, and then I feel stupid because it's like, dude, it's about like comic books. Nobody cares. Yeah. So you know, if I ans- if I answer one of these questions and somebody goes, "That's dumb," I'll be like, "I'm sorry that I ruined your fake thing," <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> Like, <laughs> and there are plenty of worse answers. And, uh, true, true. All right. So, first question is now. Let's say Bane goes to the Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Who is his ultimate nemesis over in the Marvel Universe? So, I think this one's kind of a cop out. Okay, but I I'm doing it purely because I would love to see it, and that I think 
at the drive Bane would get out of it, I think the Incredible Hulk would be a great matchup for Bane. Okay. Um, obviously, Hulk can like take pain and it makes him more powerful. And I would like yeah. to see how far Bane would push himself to beat the Hulk. And I think in terms of strength, probably not a lot of other Marvel heroes could um, compete on like a punch to punch basis. And with Bane's intelligence and like knowledge of chemicals, Mm -hmm. it might be interesting to see what he could do to the Hulk to kind of make it a more even playing field for himself or tip the scales in in his completely in his favor rather than try to do it on an equal equal footing that's interesting i like that answer yeah i don't think it's a terrible answer (laughs) i mean it's obviously like one of those things that they would do for money because it'd be like who doesn't want to watch two giant dudes slug it out right but i think if you told it in a way that was interesting and like you do the same thing that bane did to batman Mm -hmm. but have him do it to the hulk where he sort of researches and starts to understand what makes the Hulk the Hulk. Yeah. And then break that down. Like, who wouldn't love to see? Come on, you tell me. You put Hulk getting broke over Bane's <laughs> knee on a freaking uh, comic book page. Like, you're yeah. not going to love that? So No, I, I, no, I'm totally on board with that. I like that a lot. Who would you, uh, who would you pair him up with? You know, um, I, I, I think in terms of just keeping it in, like, street level stuff mm. I, w- I would like to see daredevil you know because i think that that would be an interesting type of fight especially if he you know knows his identity mm. um which in some very depending on what comic you're reading everybody knows or yeah <laughs> he's denying that he is daredevil <laughs> there's some there's been multiple versions over the years uh, as much as marvel as like we don't retcon things you retcon it all the time everyone retcons it <laughs> it's fine you know but uh but yeah but i i i like the idea of you know, sort of, because I think that Murdoch is very, you know, he's he's not, I don't think he's on, like, the physical prowess that, like, Batman is on, mm. uh, or obviously the Bane is on, uh, but he's very smart, mm. and he knows, and he's great with his senses, but having someone just be, like, tearing at you, and you have to really be, like, quick to get away from that. Yes. You know. It would be interesting. I think he could dodge well, but I worry about, like, Bane just needs a second to grab, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. the second Bane grabs him, I would be interested to see how he dealt right with that yeah and then being like if you're because if you just think about like when you have a headache Mm. and how you can't think about anything else if daredevil's spine gets broken yeah he's not gonna be able to use any of his other senses because suddenly it's like well i that's all i can think about is (laughs) yeah (laughs) how much pain i'm in (laughs) um so that's, that's interesting. That would be, I think, both of those. I like both of those. Yeah. I kind of want to see a Bane takes on the Marvel Universe now. Yeah. Because yeah. I think there is a lot of people in that universe that I would like to see him go up against. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Captain uh, America might also be another. That I think, you know, because there there is a similarity there with the super soldierness mm. of it, right? Mm. Um, but, you know, Captain America being kind of pure of heart. And Bane just sort of being like a mercenary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he, he's out um, for the money, right? Um, so, who? But who on the other side of that? Who mm. would Bane get along with in the Marvel universe? This one, I think, you're going to be like interesting. Okay, um, because it's a weird, it's a, it's a weird one. I'm just prefacing everyone, so I, I feel like less of a dummy for saying it. <laughs> I think, weirdly enough. Taskmaster and Bane would get along swimmingly. Okay. And I would even like to see them spar because Bane is not so much about fighting style as he is like battlefield strategy. Yeah. And so like 
watching Taskmaster, I mean, it's not about fighting, but like watching them spar to me would be very interesting because I think Taskmaster would be kind of maybe out of his element, you know? Yeah, yeah. Huh. So. It is interesting. I, I do like that because uh, I always like the Taskmaster character. Mm. And I guess some version of that is going to be in the Black Widow movie that's coming out. I'm very excited for that. Um, which, I mean, I, I like that character, so I hope that they do that justice. Yeah. Um, but who knows? Because they're gonna make him the villain, and then he's gonna suck because of it. <laughs> it's like, well, this movie. It's like somebody said something like, you know, well, this movie takes place between Infinity War, or it takes place between Civil War and Infinity War, and I was like, yeah, that's when you should have released it. Yeah. Like, because now I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm sort of more interested in the future of the Marvel Universe, yeah. and now we have to go back to the past. Well, maybe we get to use more uh, uh, Taskmaster and a Spider-Man movie. I I would love that. Right. That would be pretty great. Right. Okay. So um. <laughs> Taskmaster is my answer. I think they're both like witty. Bane can be witty when he wants to be, but he's obviously very intelligent and cerebral. So, yeah. but like, I think they would have some good communicate, like conversations and like they're both mercenaries at, at their hearts. So like, I mean, that's kind of cool too. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So. Um, I, I would have said, uh, that uh, I think he would get along with the Kingpin because I think that Ooh, that's th good. there would be a mutual respect of we built ourselves up from nothing. Yeah. And whereas like Kingpin, you know, amassed all this wealth and power, I think Bane would be kind of like, oh, you went that direction with it. Yeah. Where you just sort of subtly took over the system. Whereas like Bane just sort of very loudly took over the system. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I can almost completely visualize like Bane meeting Kingpin for the first time. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like he busts into the building like, whoa. <laughs> and like Kingpin's like sitting in his silk suit, yeah, at his desk, and all he, calm. And he could probably take him too. So. <laughs> oh yeah, dude, <laughs> Just rip out his venom tubes. Yeah. Oh. oh man, Kingpin is scary, man. I, you know, I as uh, quote unquote divisive as I was, I think I really liked Vincent D'Onofrio in, in the. Was that divisive? I, I thought I, it was the most incredible performance anyone I, has ever given I, I ever. Heard, well, I just heard from people that they didn't care for it for whatever reason. But I was like, I. You know, in with this thirteen episode show versus like two hour movie, mm. for the first one for the first time we got to build up these Marvel villains and and show why they're so great. Yes, you know, and it's like and Marvel has so few great villains. I feel like yes, <laughs> uh, it's like DC has like a plethora of yes. them, but uh, Marvel it's like you know, and again it, it goes back to the great villains are reflections are somewhat on their. On their heroes, and there's a little bit of that with Daredevil and, and Kingpin in, in the first season, especially in the first season. Mm. But it's it's more about like, well, these characters are just exciting to watch, and they don't necessarily have to be parallels. Yeah, but they're still great to watch and how they grow up and um, and this poor guy just can't get over, you know, <laughs> the what is it the the rabbit in the snowstorm painting? Yeah. It was just that painting cracked me up because I'm like, dude, that's nothing. I could just spill some white it's paint just white on a canvas and be like, that's art, I guess. <laughs> but it's so it's so Vincent D'Onofrio's kingpin to like like it. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I really no, I liked his interpretation. I think. Yep. I mean, it was very anti-hero for a while. Mm -hmm. Like it was, it's, it's, it. As much as it was about the origin of Daredevil, it was also about the origin of Kingpin. Right, right. And like, so he, of course, he's not full Kingpin yet. Yeah, and uh, and I, I like that a lot about it. Um, and, but there's something to be said. Like that's a great way to do it. And mm -hmm. there's also a great way to do it with Dark Knight Rises with Bane, where mm -hmm. he's just he's already the bad guy, so he's just fully formed. Yes. Like, and they're both. If done well, they're both equally great. Yes. Because you get to see, like, 
this trajectory, like, you know, and right away you're just of the mindset that like, you know, can Batman beat this guy? Right. You know, and and that scene, that scene where they fight uh, in Dark Knight Rises, I, you know, just to go back on that tangent for a second, is uh, one of my favorite uh, moments of any comic book movie, mm. probably any movie, is because it's the first time in a Batman movie that there's no music during a fight scene. Mm. And it's just, it's filmed in such a way where you're just like, like he just punches Bane a few times and Bane just grabs his fist and he's just like, you suck at this. And he just like wrecks him. The calmness at which Tom Hardy played that. And obviously mm-hmm. kudos to the fight choreographer yeah. Right? Yeah. who, who uh, constructed that. But like the calmness at which Bane is, is fighting mm-hmm. in that sequence mixed with the fury and desperation of, of Bruce's style. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, uh, and, and then, you know, when they fight again at the end, it's just, you know, much, it's obviously much more personal mm. and, and Bruce has much more resolve and, but there's still, there's still that calmness with Bane where he's just like, I can still beat you. I can still take you down. And, and then when Batman figures out kind of how to stop him, then it's like, then he gets desperate. Yeah. Um, which I think is, uh, and I would say like Bane has a line when he's, you see like the fire bat symbol, mm. Bane goes impossible. I was like, dude, I don't think you're allowed to be a comic book villain until you say that at some point. <laughs> it's like the hero is back. Impossible. <laughs> I didn't kill him, but he's back. <laughs> I'm so shocked. It's like shocked Pikachu face. <laughs> um, all right. So last question I had for you yes. is if you were casting Bane, mm in a live action movie or like a HBO TV show or something. Yeah. Who would you cast? Okay. This is the one that I'm most proud of. Cause I, I think it's, it's really good. Paul Rubin. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, <laughs> 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 uh, I actually think, um, Javier Bardem, Oh. would be an incredible and i did i specifically looked up a list of i, I knew kind of what i want to go through for, for and i i wanted uh specifically a hispanic bane yeah, yeah because i think that's you can obviously translate his prison background but i think just that's moderately important to his his thing and i think harvey uh, harvey or whatever um <laughs> bartum would be incredible because he has that stillness yeah you know and like you get him a little bit swole He's gonna be a great band. Yeah, so I like that a lot. Thank you. That is a very good answer. Thank you. I'm really <laughs> actually like I'm super proud of that answer because I think it it should happen at some point. Yeah. So, uh, I'm so, I'm excited that I didn't know your answers either at the time. <laughs> yes. No. It makes it much more fun to talk about. Yeah. Because I was just like, oh, now we can have a discussion about it. And it's so smart. I was hoping you would choose this yeah. as an option because I I thought about that where I was like I was like well, I don't I also don't really want to know yeah. and like because I I texted my my sister who's gonna you know we're gonna do. Uh, profile on the robins later Ooh. and i asked her a question like oh you know so who do you think dick grayson would get along with you know these mm. are questions i'm going to ask yeah and she was like and she just answered and i was just like oh that's a really good answer and then i was just like well now i know <laughs> yeah, <you laughs> but, really but it's but it's still cool you know cool. <laughs> um who, yeah. would, who would you cast um i i'm gonna go with a slightly obvious answer okay only because like somebody suggested this i saw like a fan casting like mm. on twitter or something uh but i totally agree with this it would be uh, dave batista Ooh, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, that is really good. Um, now, I I wouldn't have cast him maybe like 10 years ago. <laughs> As, you know, but like, obviously he's got the size, right. you know. But um, 
uh, especially after seeing uh, Blade Runner 2049. I need to watch that movie. He He's in the beginning of the movie, and he has a really amazing performance. Mm. And uh, it's just like, there's nothing like Drax, you know? Yeah. So there's, it's just like, wow, like, this guy can actually, like, rein it in and is talented. Mm. Um, you know, because as they go both ways, I think, with these guys that come from the wrestling world that go into the yeah. acting world. I think it took a long time for, like, Dwayne Johnson to get to good. To get good, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although The Rundown is still one of my favorite movies. I've never seen that one. Oh, dude, Sean William Scott. Yeah, yeah. The Rock. Who doesn't love that? It's, it's, <laughs> a, it's a dream. Dream. But I remember watching, like, uh, like the Scorpion King movie when I was a kid and thinking, like, man, he's not that good yeah, of well, an actor. Yeah. But, but nowadays, it's like like the Jumanji movies I think he's hilarious in. Um, another one who I think has gotten very good over the years is John Cena. I think he's gotten worse. You think he's gotten worse? I think... <laughs> I think he pulled the opposite of The Rock. I mean, obviously his movies that WWE made for him, like where he's like in the military, <laughs> um, are like cheesy because that's what they are. Yeah. But then I think he started realizing that he himself as a character, John Cena, is like funny. Yeah. And so he started leaning into that a little bit in a mm-hmm. way that's like, okay, so you're just being John Cena in this movie? <laughs> like The Rock is is awesome. Yeah. And like obviously a presence. But I don't think Dwayne Johnson is always playing The Rock. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. John Cena is sort of now always playing John Cena. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I don't know, because I think he, he was really good in an episode of Saturday Night Live he was in. Uh, Ooh, John Cena. I might have to watch that then. The, the, I mean, it was just, but again, it was no. like very overblown characters. Yeah. That, so that kind of made it funny. Um, yeah. So you should, yeah, you should check that I'll out. T- I'll check that out. You should, uh, if you like movies. <laughs> uh, you will love Daddy's Home 2 without even having seen Daddy's Home 1. I did see Daddy's Home 1, which I thought was... Yeah, Throw it out. Daddy's Home 2. Uh-huh. Mel Gibson. Uh, yeah. John Cena. Will Ferrell. That other guy, Mark Wahlberg. Say <laughs> <laughs> hi to your mother for me, okay? <laughs> um, which he's never said before, but then... But, like... The, <laughs> The way they played that skit where he keeps saying it, I was just like, yeah, I just, I feel like he's always it. This, 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 is, this is what he says. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I was slightly interested in that one just because I did, I did like Daddy's Home uh, somewhat. Yeah, I think in, in, I recommend it. And in, and in the Batman universe, it's like, um, it's like a Chris Nolan film to me in terms of relevance. Okay. <laughs> Daddy's you, home if too. you like Batman, you're going to love their interpretation in Daddy's Home too. <laughs> Spoiler alert, Batman's not in it. <laughs> I don't mention him once. <laughs> but you'll love Will Ferrell's interpretation of, of the, the sissy dad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hear me out. We start a petition. Will Ferrell is Batman. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, why not? I would love that. Um, weirdly. Yeah, I mean, if you just do it, you don't, but don't even do it like the Adam West Batman. Just put him in like a muscle. A serious, <laughs> put him. I want, yeah, yeah, and I want a serious, like him to be. <laughs> <laughs> like I want a Christian Bale level performance, but it's Will Ferrell. Yeah, and yeah. and Mark Wahlberg can play Alfred. <laughs> yes, and then we'll put John C. Riley as the Joker. Yeah, yeah. Would that might actually be a good choice? No, actually, probably not. John C. Riley is. I mean, he's an incredible actor. He that man has range, but I do not think he would be a great Joker. No, because he, be. he looks like John C. Riley. But you know, you're talking about Daddy's Home too. Mm. Uh, you know, John Lithgow plays. I know John Lithgow plays um, uh, Will Ferrell's dad, and mm. uh, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. and I guess uh, years and years ago, 
when they were casting the first Batman. You know, obviously they went with Jack Nicholson, but I guess they offered it to John Lithgow. Oh. And John Lithgow said no. And and his logic at the time was, who's going to want to go see a movie about Batman? And th- like this is him on record. He said this in, in, in an interview. And then I was like, that's so funny because I feel like in the years that have followed, everybody wants to be in a Batman movie. Yeah. Like in, with the upcoming Batman movie, like Robert Pattinson sought it out. And he was like, I want to be Batman. Yeah. And like, I love this character. I want to play this character. Yeah. And I feel like it attracts very... Uh, high quality talent you know you get somebody like tom hardy as bane yeah i mean i mean he just nailed it and i remember when he was cast not knowing him very well Mm. but just being certain that like okay i've seen two great batman movies from chris nolan i doubt he's gonna fail me now Mm -hmm. and i was not disappointed um i'm i'm very excited for the the robert pattinson batman i I am too uh and i will be first to admit that i'm guilty of being like well he was in twilight (laughs) so but then again that's also like those movies have been done for several years now and he's done a lot of smaller things since so i'm willing to kind of give it the i think that was my first like obviously the first time you saw you're like oh that just doesn't line up because you had that preconceived notion of uh, he's just edward cullen yeah um but I, I definitely like first of all like he was super broody in that movie yeah like i think he's gonna kill that and like i'm the only thing that has me concerned is the amount of villains that mm-hmm. they're stuffing into it and i get that it's like a batman origin movie but like I, I anytime that i see that there's like more than one central villain in a movie i'm like this is gonna suck because you can't spend you already spend so little time with the villain yeah that you don't get to see him develop all that much yeah or know all that much about him and then you start adding additional characters, mm-hmm. um, and it it just it takes even more screen time. Well, that's why I love like you know the the streaming days we have mm. now. Like we get these incredible arcs for these characters uh, spread out over like eight, ten, thirteen episodes. And you know, like like Kingpin's a good example. You know, we get to really we get to really live with this guy. Yes, and understand where he's coming from and why he's doing what he's doing. And on the flip side of that, we also get to live with the hero and what the hero is doing, what they're doing, and how that affects everybody in their life. Because when you have 13 hours to do it versus two, yeah. <laughs> it's obviously a significant difference. But it's also just, you know, I I, I think about that a lot. It's like, I would love to see like an HBO, HBO budget style Batman show, you mm-hmm. know, where they just did like, you know, eight to 10 episodes a season. And you get to really live with these characters because... Um, more often than not, you know, the, the Batman villains, they tend to outshine Batman in his own movies. For sure. And even in the comic books, because they're just so exciting. They're just so interesting. Yeah. That you're just like, you know, and Bane's a good example of that. You're just like, you know, uh, like I said, I was rereading that that origin comic we talked about earlier. And I was just like sucked into it. Like, wow, this is like, this is a great story. And it didn't feel outlandish, you know, and it didn't feel like I had to suspend my disbelief. I was just hooked. Yes. And that's the power of these really great characters. And, you know, and why I think, you know, Batman more you know, does have the greatest rogues gallery. I mean, there's a reason that, like, Joker was so successful. Right. They could do one about Bane. They could do one about Mr. Freeze. They could do one about Harvey Dent. And they'd all be these, I'm certain they could all be billion-dollar successes. And Exactly. And I think that's what DC should do instead of, and I think we talked about this last time, if DC's focused on the rogues gallery of their villains, because I think in a lot of ways their villains are stronger than their their heroes in a lot of ways, yeah. minus like Batman and like a couple others, mm-hmm. um, and then start their 
Justice League from that point of view. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I'm far, at this point, I've seen so many superheroes. I'm far more interested in villains. Yeah, I I agree. Um, and, you know, and they, they, like we said before, they have the best ones. Yeah. And, you know, where you can have an entire comic book where Batman's name is on the comic. It's, you know, it's called Batman Vengeance of Bane. Batman's only in like two panels. No. You know, the rest of it is just Bane's origin. And you're just like, whoa, this is good stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, oh my God. God, Nightfall. If you haven't read Nightfall, people listening right now, read Nightfall. Yeah. Comic book fan or not, you're going to like it because it's an incredible story. I think it tends to, uh, what works for me about Nightfall, but the funny thing about it to me is, at least uh, that I mean to say, is that it's it's frequently on the top 10 Batman mm-hmm. list, of, yeah. like top 10 Batman graphic novels. Um I think it it tends to get overlooked when you talk about like more recent stuff or or whatever. But I'm also like, yeah, but that one was important in history. It's like the the actual death of Superman comic book. I mean, it's literally all it is. He dies. Yeah. Like the follow up was much more interesting. Right. And whereas this was like, the the whole thing is pretty interesting. Yes. Um, like the first act, you know, where Bane attacks Batman and breaks him, and then you know, and then Batman kind of has to rebuild himself and. You know. And rely on a force that is not Robin. Yeah. You know, which is interesting. Yeah. And this, you know, it's just great storytelling. Um, well, Andrew, you know, this has been spectacular. Yeah, and um, I, I love your I love your choices there. Uh, <laughs> um, so this is this has been a great a great segment that I'm probably not going to delete. That's good. I would hope not. <laughs> or I'll go uh, find some venom and uh, we'll. Uh, We'll talk later <laughs> we'll when sit- I get a luchador mask. <laughs> <laughs> we'll sit on this like men. <laughs> Batman. <laughs> but, um, <sighs> All right. We're so- going to end the show now. <laughs> JJ's been fired and I'm taking over. <laughs> uh, somebody should. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, thanks for coming back. We'll definitely have you again soon. Cool. Uh, yeah. Always and glad. We'll always talk Batman and all such nonsense. <laughs> I love nonsense. It's my favorite part. Yeah. <laughs> all right, folks. Signing off. Have fun out there. But not too much fun. Actually, I have all the fun you want. I don't care. <laughs>